the biggest matchup that we need to pay attention to between Texas A&M and Louisiana Monroe is how well can the Aggies run the rock? You are locked on Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Heading into this game against Louise and Monroe, it, we've talked about it. It is time to clean stuff up. And, I, you know, I think that the number one matchup that I want to see is the ability to run the football well against this Louisiana Monroe team. They, in their two games they've played, they've played Army and Lamar. And in those two games, uh, the first the first game they have let up 121 yards, 3.4 yards a carry, and then 172 yards, 3.4 yards carry as well. So, you know, they're doing a pretty good job because, I mean, here's the deal. Army ran the ball 50 times, like literally 50 times, and picked up 172. So I had those flipped. It was 172 was the Army game, which was their season opener, and Lamar was the second game, which was 121. But um, it's just – it's it's – it's funny to me that you know 50 carries for Army, which I get that's how they run they run their offense, but wow, that's a lot of carries. But so, you know, Louisiana Monroe, while I think that the Aggies are going to just out-dominate them with, you know, size and, and size, I just think that they've done a good job stopping the run so far this season. So this is a good test. And when I say a good test, you know, you, you have much more talent than them, obviously, and I think you're you're more physically dominant than they are. But there's still a good – they've done a good job stopping the run, so you have to go and create holes, and that's what I want to see. You know, we talked yesterday about um, Nia Smith going up at the podium talking to the media, and he was talking a lot about how he – you know, everybody's angry. Everybody's mad about what went on Saturday, you know, as they should be. That's how, you know, I was talking about the taste. Uh, um, I hate losing more than I like winning, and that's what I think this – how this team feels right now. So – they want they're angry and they want to go and, and and hit somebody, you know. And I think this offensive line needs to do that, do that well and create holes for the running backs. We don't have an update, at least that I've seen. I'll keep checking. And if I find one, I'll put it in the comments. I'll put it in the comments of the video. But I have not found an update on Le'Veon Moss yet. So it sounds like it's going to be the Amari Daniels and Ruben Owens show again. Um, and I want to see the so we're saying that the biggest matchup for this game is the rushing attack. That 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 takes two to tango. It's the offensive line and the running backs being able to create holes, and then the running backs find those holes and get through and pick up yards. So, I mean, and another part about this is you play Auburn in two weeks. I've like I said, I've done a lot of background research on Auburn now, and they going into the season, they kind of were like the Aggies. They have, they feel pretty good about their secondary, but they can't stop the run. I think Auburn stopped the run better than many imagined against Cal last Saturday, but I don't think, you know, Cal and Texas A&M are the same caliber. So my point here is if you can establish a run game against Louisiana Monroe, hopefully that'll set you up for success against Auburn, where I think your ability to run the football is going to make or break everything. Auburn has a really good secondary. 
a lot of talented players in that Auburn Tiger secondary. So, I mean, and you want to be able to have balance. I still think, now here's the deal. I don't think anybody can cover Evan Stewart. I don't think anybody can. I don't think, I, I don't, I don't think if you like, there's, I was trying to think of an analogy of something that, that could cover Evan Stewart. And I can't think of one because no one can, nothing can. I don't think literally like a cheetah could. I don't, I really don't. So I think that's how talented he is. And obviously I'm, you know, kidding about the cheetah, but I think that he's going to be able to get open against the Auburn secondary, but you still want to create that balance. And so that's what I want to see against Louisiana Monroe. Let's see some balance. Let's see the ability to run the football. Well, you know, coach Fisher talked about in his press conference, how he, you know, he felt pretty good about the run game. And I mean, I wasn't, I wouldn't go out of the way and say I was disappointed in the run game, but I thought there was a lot that could have been better. So, you know, I want to see that be better this week. I want to see the run game be more dominant this week. And I also, you know what else I want to see? I mean, this isn't really on, on top of what we're talking about Connor Wigman in one of our other matchups in a minute, but I want to see the Aggies push the ball deep down the field. I want to see Connor Wigman take some shots. You've got some speed. You've got receivers that can get open. You've got receivers that have the hands to catch the deep balls, catch passes. Let's try and force the ball more downfield. I'd like to see that this week. Um, you know, it could, you know, call some plays like that. I'd like to see that because I think that, well, you know, having that in your, in your bag is going to help later in the season, the ability to, to connect on some deep balls. So, but the run game, I think that, like I said, give credit where credit's due to Louisiana Monroe. They've done a good job stopping the run thus far this season. I think you need to barrel through them, create holes, and run, I mean, go run for 250. You know, go, go, go prove you go run for 250 and throw for 250. And let's have a game like that where you're balanced and you're doing both things at a high level. I would love to see that. See both Ruben Owens and Amar Daniels just going crazy. I'd love to see that because the other thing you got to kind of discuss here too is, is confidence. Confidence is a real thing. Being confident and feeling good about yourself is a real thing. And, you know, I don't know how confident this these offensive linemen and, and these running backs feel right now. So, I mean, you go and you create holes for these running backs. These running backs find the holes, stiff arm somebody, and break off a 49-yard touchdown. Then you're confident. That's when I'm starting to feel confident. And, it, you know, you don't, picking up confidence, it doesn't have to be against Alabama to pick up confidence. You can gain confidence against anybody. Gain it against Louisiana Monroe and then head into the Auburn game and run the football well. So this is an opportunity for this rushing attack to prove, hey, we can do this. We can, we really can do this. And I want to see that. That is my number one matchup. I want to see the rushing attack put up a whole bunch of yards this week against Louisiana Monroe because I think that'll be a big deal against Auburn. Your ability to run the football, I think, could make or break that game. My second matchup is the flip side of this. Louisiana Monroe has done a good job running the football. They have their two running backs. That they have two main guys that run the rock. That they are collectively averaging, respectively, ten and seven yards a carry right now. You got to be able to stop these guys. And you know, and, and the reason I'm bringing these things up is because I think these are this is a perfect gateway into the Auburn game. Auburn likes to run the football. They want to run the football. They have a a, a lot of talented running backs over there. So. What you need to do is stop the run against Louisiana Monroe. And I've been, you know, that's one thing you got to give give credit to this Texas m defensive line, front seven. I've been impressed with their run stopping ability. I really have. Um, I mean, you know, obviously we've been frustrated with the pass rush. We've been frustrated with a lot of stuff. But at the end of the day, 
you know, my biggest concern going into this year, and I think y'all share this with me, and you every day know how often we talk about this, but I, the ability to stop the run was a big concern for me heading into this season. And knowing that, I think they've done a pretty dang good job doing it thus far. I, I'm proud of this team. I, I think that, you know, I, I get we're frustrated about other things, but I'm proud that they have – there was an issue and they fixed it. So I, I'm proud of that. Um, but like I said, Louisiana Monroe can run the football a little bit. They've got some running backs that, like I said, average 10 and 7 yards of carry, respectively, between their two main guys. So bottle them up. You know, this is a good test. Auburn's going to want to run the football. Hold these guys. Don't let them get a whole bunch of yards per carry. Stuff them. Stop them. Don't let them get a whole bunch of yards per carry. Don't let them run the ball a lot. Hold them to under 100 yards rushing. That would be awesome. Now you have to count for the quarterback, too. We talked about he likes to run a little bit as well. So you have to count for the quarterback and the running backs in this rushing attack. Hold them to less than 100 yards on the ground. That would be really exciting if you were able to do that. I think that, you know, that, like I said, when, when Auburn is in town, that is going to be the biggest you know, what if? Can we stop the run? If you're able to stop the run against Auburn, I think you're going to win that football game. So I think this is a good way to practice. It's a good way to practice for that Auburn game. A Louisiana Monroe team that can run the football pretty well. So stop them. Stop them and get yourself ready to go for the Auburn Tigers who would just want to do the same thing. Run the football right down the middle and just hammer the football. So you need to be able to stop that. And I think that is what I want to see. That's my, my second matchup. I want to see the Texan in front seven. Don't, I mean, don't give them anything. Don't give them a yard. Just stuff them the whole game, you know. And the reason I say that, it's confidence. They're able to do that. They stuff this team all day long trying to run the football. You feel a lot better going into the Auburn game. So that is the biggest thing I want to see is, um, is the second biggest thing I want to see is the Aggies stopping the run at the high level. I think they're going to do it. And like I said, shout out to them. I've been very impressed with how they've done that thus far. One quick one that I don't have on my list, but I've said before this week, but I want to reiterate. I would like to see the front, um, the defensive line, you know, your rushers get after the quarterback this week. And I've talked about it. Do I think you need to to win this game? Do you need to get pressure on the quarterback to win this football game? No, I don't think so. I think you could you could send three and drop everybody, and you could you could do well and win this football game pretty easily in a blowout fashion. But I think you need to practice getting after the quarterback. Auburn's offensive line let up a lot of pressure against Cal, and I think Texas A&M's defensive line is a lot bigger and stronger and more talented than Cal's. Um, so if Coach Durkin sends them, you know, if he sends them, if he sends people, I believe that this Texas A&M defensive line can get pressure on the quarterback. I think they just need to send some more people. So I'd like to see that. And then my last one that I do have here is, you know, Connor Wigman don't turn the football over against this uh, Louisiana Monroe team. They have four interceptions in two games. It's, well, I mean, this might be a crazy stat here, but that's two per game average. So, <laughs> um, so my point there is, you want to keep keep the ball safe because, once again, Auburn has a good secondary. Um, when we do our biggest matchups for next week, I think that's going to be one of the biggest matchups is who can the can Connor Wigman keep the ball out of the Auburn secondary hands. If Wigman's able to do that, I think the Aggies win this football game. If he's not, um, I, I think uh, that the Auburn game, I mean, if he's able to keep it out of their hands, I think, I think the Aggies win. If he throws a whole bunch of picks, that's when I start to get a little concerned about potentially getting upset by the Auburn Tigers. So I think it's a good thing to practice this week against a team that has picked off some other team, you know, has picked off their other opponents. Keep the ball in your receiver's hands. Throw it to only where you guys can get it. 
make smart and good decisions. And I'll, I think I'll feel better about the Aggies' chances of taking down the Auburn Tigers in week two. You know, we've talked a little bit about the secondary and their struggles to tackle against Miami. But when you look at these numbers, I think it really brings to life how bad it was and how much better it needs to be going forward or this team might be in trouble. We'll talk about that coming up right here Unlocked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Jace Medical. Jace Medical is one of the most convenient new services. They started during COVID because there were so many different things going on where you couldn't get medicines, you couldn't get the things your family needed during the pandemic, during a stressful time. I think a great example of why Jace Medical is so was such a smart idea. And they have two products. They have Jace Daily and Jace Case. The Jace Case comes with five antibiotics that help with 50-plus different uh, what are the uh, 50 viruses or not viruses, but yes, f- f- help with 50 different, you know, things you can be sick with. And I think the reason this is, is so important is, you know, if you're sick and you need something, you can't get into your doctor, you have these things in front of you. If something were to happen like a pandemic, another pandemic happens, you have this medicine. And then Jace Daly, the reason it reminds me, and I, and I told the story the other day, but my uh, grandparents go to Ecuador every year. And they were there for COVID and they got stuck down there and they were running out of medicine. And that was the biggest concern with Jace daily. You can have your daily medicines. You take a year's supply of it with you. So if something were to happen, you have your pills. If you weren't able to get into your doctor, that would have been a big time help for my family when COVID started. So Jace medical is a really smart company that is really helping out in, in various different ways. It's just an all around great idea. That's going to help a lot of people stay healthy and stay safe, which is really cool to see save more than 360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace medical plus and additional $20 off by using my code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. The tackling was really bad. I mean, the tackling was incredibly bad in the secondary. And it's one of those things where we all all noticed it. It was a big talking point after the game. But when you look at the PFF tackling grades after the game, I was like, wow, this is really not good. Um, So, you know, I look at it and I look at this and it's like, these grades are pretty bad. So there's one guy that had a good grade. There's one good grade, a tackling grade. Now, I'm just talking about tackling grade. I'm not talking about, you know, pass rush and all those different grades. We're, for this second year, we're only talking about tackling grade. Damani Richardson's grade was a really solid 81.1. No complaints there at all. PFF, I'll tell you one thing about PFF. They grade extremely hard. So if you are able to put together a grade of anything above a 70, 75, that's a pretty impressive grade. So an 81.1 on this from Damani Richardson, you know, that's that's a solid grade from him. Good for him on that. But the rest of this secondary, wow. Okay. Jordan Gilbert graded out of the 24.6 tackling. Bryce Anderson, 26.1. Josh DeBerry, 38.8. And then you got Tariq Chappelle, 28.8. That is, so I think I need to preface 
like you know how how rough that is. A, a, a bad PFF grade to me is anything like like I would okay. Th this whole explain it. I would have been upset if everybody's tackling grade was in in the low fifties. Like if all these guys had a fifty two, I'd have been upset about it. Um, in, in the forties, I'd have been really upset about it. So the fact that these tackling grades are in the mid twenties and then Debarius obviously in the in the high thirties, that 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 is really not good. Um, I mean, tackling is a fundamental of football. It's a fundamental that you learn from the minute you start playing. You learn how to wrap up, how to tackle, how you know not to not to hit. How you don't hit, you wrap up and you, and you take a man down. So that is that is concerning to me. And it's one of those things. I mean, you know, I was funny. I was I was teaching my uh, my my friend's little brother, you know, baseball the other day, and it was funny because I was sitting here trying to trying to teach some things, and I'm like, how to catch a baseball? And it's like, well, I mean, you just do it. I don't know, you know what I mean? And it's like I feel like that's how it is with tackling. It's like you just you 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 learn how to wrap up. You wrap up and you bring people down, and that it's simple as that. So so it, it, to me, it's like. You know, I don't, I don't get where the struggles come from. Now, there's players that are hard to bring down. You know, I mean, Derrick Henry. Uh, we sit here and joke. I mean, I'm not going to tackle Derrick Henry. I'm a large human being, and I will not even attempt to tackle Derrick Henry. Maybe for like a hundred bucks. For a hundred bucks, I'd maybe give it a shot because it's like you get plowed over. Well, a hundred bucks, regardless of if you tackle him or not, I'm not taking the risk. But, um, you know, tackling is not an easy thing. But if you've been playing, if you're playing football at this level, you know how to fundamentally tackle, and that is why this is frustrating to me that these players, these guys, you know, Gilbert Anderson, DeBerry, and Chappelle, aren't, you know, didn't didn't tackle. Now, it could be a one-time thing. It could be it could be a one-off, and and they could they could tackle much better against Louisiana Monroe and tackle well against Auburn. I'm hoping that's what it is. Um, you know, I mean, there's different things like the conditions at hard rock were a little you know a little wet and you never know the things that make it hard and i'm not making an excuse i'm just saying that could be some things that led to the poor tackling um and so i mean you got to clean it up but i mean and then i'll make this argument one more time where the heck is sam mccall and tony grimes you know after game one coach fisher speaking to tony grimes said well you know we feel good about him but he didn't get in the game and I'm sitting here looking at this going, well, hell, everybody got in the game, you know? And it's like, I, I just don't, I don't know, you know, how you kind of rebound from that. And so I look at this, I look at this and I wonder like, how, why are these guys not getting, getting playing time? Why are you not letting Sam McCall and Tony Grimes play you know, get some snaps. And I've been, and that's the thing, like I've been looking for updates ever since the original update. I've been looking for all that different stuff and I haven't seen a single update. So, you know, I mean, I, I'm curious as to why they're not getting a shot. I hope eventually they do. Um, if the poor tackling continues, I'd like to see them get a shot, but I, I'm wondering if there's something going on. And like I said, I'm not going to sit here and speculate, but I'm curious to know if there's something, if there's something going on. Um, that we just haven't heard about, we don't know about. So that is an interesting thing to kind of find out. I'm curious to know if if there's something going on there. So, but this secondary has got to tackle better. These numbers are not good. These PFF tackling grades are really, really, really stinking bad. 
you have got to tackle better. Um, so I want to see that happen going forward. I want to see you tackle better against Louisiana Monroe and hopefully tackle better against Auburn. But if these things don't get better, why not give McCall and Grimes a shot? Some freshmen have been playing extremely well. And to me, that's a big deal, and that's that's something I like to see. So we're going to talk about some of these freshmen, give them a little shout-out, highlight them coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is the perfect place to go snag your last-second tickets. They offer the best prices. They offer everything that you would potentially need to go and enjoy a ball game or go and enjoy a concert, a comedy. You go go and see somebody do stand-up. Game Time offers everything you could ever possibly need, everything you could want to go do. I use Game Time every time I go to a baseball game, every time I go to anything, I use Game Time. And I, I always say it because it's true. I compare the prices. I looked at it. I pull up other platforms, you know, okay, this ticket around here is about, you know, $42. This ticket on game time is 31. They beat other people's prices. Game time is the best place to go get your tickets. I'm not kidding you. You have got to go check it out. If you don't have it already, you are missing out. Go get game time and they will help you get to all the events you want to be to at the best price. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So, before we call it a day here on Locked On Aggies, I would like to shout out some of these freshmen that have just been balling. So, first of all, Chase Basantis. Now, listen, are there some things to clean up? And you know, I don't want you to sit. I'm, I, I don't want y'all to to think I'm saying these guys have been playing perfect and stuff like that because there's still stuff to clean up. But Chase Basantis was one of the best PFF grades on offense, which um, against Miami he graded out of the 68. His pass block was a 76.2, which you love to see. His run block was 60. So I'd love to see you know the run block get up closer to that 76. But seeing that high pass block grade. Pass protection grade. That makes me feel really good about Basantis going forward and how talented he is and his his, his ability to you know help and um, help give Wigman time. That's good to see. You know he's been thrown into a role that I don't think many anticipated him having. So seeing him have that role is is frankly exciting because I think that all that's going to do is next year. I mean, think how how excited we're going to be about Chase Basantis next year. I mean, you know, you're going to be really looking forward to what he's going to be able to do. So good for him. Ruben Owens, his grade wasn't great. 57.3. His now there's one thing though, like I said, I I am going to call PFF out when I disagree with him. His pass game, his like in the passing game his grade was like a 54.1 and I thought he looked good catching the football, getting up field. So, you know, I don't really understand what I don't maybe I missed something I don't know but I I disagree with it with their pass grade with their um with their pass game grade for Ruben Owens. Then the hit now this is interesting, and this might be why Ruben Owens is starting to you know is starting to out snap old Amari Daniels, but sixty two point six on his pass block grade, which was compared to Amari Daniels pass block grade, which was twenty four point three, which is atrocious. So 62.6 pass block grade 
you know, if you're able to help your your quarterback pick up a block, you know, pick up a, a rusher as a running back and give Wigman that time, that's a big deal. So if you know Ruben Owens grade is much better than Amari Daniels, you got to have him in there on third down. Um, you know, to help help be an extra guy, be an extra blocker. So it's good to see that he's doing the little things like that. I love to see that. And then Tarion York is grading out extremely well. 63.8, the fourth best on defense last week. His run defense, which this is also exciting, 78.6, his run defense graded out at. That, that is a really good number. I mean, it's a high number. His um, he was he his tackling grade was 64. I'd like to see that a little bit higher, you know, 68, 70 in that range. Um, and then his coverage grade. And he was in he he took there was a whole bunch of coverage snaps, and his coverage grade was 51.3 which really held back his number. If his coverage grades up like 65, I think his, his overall, his overall grades like a 72. So York has been great. He's really stood out. He's, he's gotten me excited for his future. And you know, that, that's just my thought there. But um, I, I think the only thing he's got to work on is, is that coverage. He's doing a great job in the run game. He's tackling well, just got to figure out the coverage stuff. And then the last question I kind of want to ask here is why is, DJ Hicks only getting one snap. I, I don't, especially in a game where you're not getting a pass rush in the, you know, give the talented five-star true freshman a shot. I think DJ Hicks needs to be in the football game more often. So that to me was a little frustrating to see he only had one snap. You got to get him involved because at the end of the day, you know, I've talked a lot about how, how I'm hopefully 2024 with the schedule is going to be a really good season. I mean, you don't want DJ Hicks to leave because he's not getting snaps. You know what I mean? So it's like you got to get him out there, especially in a defensive line that hasn't really lived up thus far to the expectations we had for it going into the season. So that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. It's just so fun doing this every day. Uh, it's all, we're getting close to game day. We are getting close to game day. I hope everybody has a great rest of your day today. Thanks so much for tuning in, as always, and we will see you tomorrow.